I have notes. You have notes? In, in traditional fashion, I've emailed myself notes from, week, from week 10. That and you week have 11. no doubt completed at work. Yes. Mm-hmm. On my lunch break that I don't take, might oh, I add. You have an elastic band very high up around your arm. It's, it's really giving me cause for concern. It's it's a bobble. It's a hair bobble. It's like a heroin thing, trying to like force all the blood down. Yeah, I actually use it as a tourniquet on a regular yeah. basis. <laughs> there are oh, look, he knows the words. Tourniquet. I'm a first aider. I am qualified. Yes. He's the podcast's first aider. Yeah. St. John's Ambulard. I did sing John. I know you did. Oh, God. <laughs> I killed them all. Hello, and welcome to the NFL Podcast by Brits with me, Edward Gibbs, and me, Tom Chapel. on our various sort of social media things did we express the hiatus yeah we've had a mid-season hiatus yeah it was an enforced break while i wasn't very well we're all back up to speed now well we're tired yeah i think that it was needed for mental break as well yes but we're well refreshed i've i mean you're like this i've announced that today is podcast recording day with a gif of kirk cousins going you like that <laughs> Every, everything we do should be accompanied by gifts of Kirk saying, what if you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the weirdest thing, because he's such a unassuming white man. Yeah. And then he randomly just unleashed this beast from within. That's never happened since, even when he's played better than that. No. I or mean, worse. We can, go sp- we can go straight into Kirk playing better if you want. And week 10. <laughs> recaps, recaps. Where'd you get those recaps? I'm just going to have a drink before you do anything. Oh, very good. That was a delicate sip. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Raiders 26, Chargers 24. Rivers was horrific. Yeah. Raiders B-, Chargers C-. So I did a similar situation, but I went slightly higher. So I did Raiders B+, Chargers B-. Okay. And I'm going to go. Raiders B, Chargers C. The Rivers was not great. Though. He's having a downturn of form. Two weeks in a row as well. Two weeks in a After row. After a horrendous season by his standards. Yes. And I think we can now finally put it to bed that Ben was always better. That week, week 10, he was 21st out of 26 QBR ratings. His weight rating was 26.5. Yeah, and it's not the first time that he's had a, a rating sub 20. Well, this week it was even worse. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's... But we'll come on to that later. We'll come to that. Oh, Phil. Maybe we should just do this quickly so we don't keep saying, but we'll come to that. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to have okay, a few okay, notes. Okay, by all means, by all means, bring you your know, notes. But main, mainly about the Bears, because we won, and I, I want to be oh, able I see. to... I don't want to miss that and just skip to week 11. <laughs> skip the win to the loss, okay. Well, yeah, I'm guessing be... Tom feels the same way. <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Our defence became top three and then regressed back to yeah. top eight again. And we want to live in that pivotal moment where everything right. was lovely. Yeah. I don't want to have missed it. I don't know when another one's coming. <laughs> okay. You'll take them when they come. Uh, Jets 34, Giants 27. I went C-Jets, D-plus Giants. 
I gave the Jets a B minus and the Giants a C. See, I, I think I gave the Jets a B and the Giants a D. I think the biggest thing to take from this was that Saquon Barkley got one rushing yard on 13 carries. Yeah, he averaged something along the lines of 0.08 per carry. Yeah, yes. it was not good. The Jets were a lot better than they were week nine. Mm. They definitely pulled it together. Yeah, yeah there was also the, but... what we call it, a strip six from Jamal Adams. Oh, that play was superb. That was yeah. play of the week. Play of the year. Play the year, play yeah, the week. Definitely. I'm going. I'm going play of the year. Okay, Jamal Adams strip six. What about <laughs> the the three spins from Lamar Jackson? True, like, well, it was, was against the Bengals, and the this and was we against were... the Giants. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones is the most fumbling quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Do you know he went, um, in the bye week, he tried to trademark the phrase Danny Dimes. Really? That's yes. what he spent his week off doing. Should have been fucking preparing. Yeah. Let's go train, maybe. In, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing, Ed's favourite game of week 10. Oh. Saints 9, Falcons 26. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll notice that my notes are literally just laughing. <laughs> it's literally just ha 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 six sacks in one game for a team that had seven all season yeah Ed because of how much he hates the Saints actually predicted this correctly nice work Ed <laughs> yes I went Saints E Falcons A for this one A and F I'll give the Falcons an A and I'll give the Saints a U and then an emoji of a turd okay <laughs> as in you shit as in you shit <laughs> yeah you big shit the, uh, what the, are you doing? The Saints got four face mask penalties in one game. Yeah. And commentators at the time weren't sure that that had ever happened before. I mean, I can't remember a time no. where... They were all legitimate as well. It's not like they were soft calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they literally did illegally hands to the face four different times mm-hmm. in one game. Um, okay, next up, Titans 35, Chiefs 32 in another game. That was ridiculous. I went B plus and B. I went A for Titans, B plus for Chiefs. Yeah. Again, it was another week where the Chiefs didn't play badly, but just finished well, up in a closer game. But that, that snap. You know, when oh, t- yeah. that was one of the clumsiest things I've seen this season, including the shuffle pass that Baker did yep. and the Jets play where they ran into each other. Yep. That was ridiculous. Yep. The Titans wouldn't have won. The Chiefs are meant to be like a Super Bowl standard team. You can't be doing ridiculous shit like that. Yeah. Can I just make a quick call because the Titans were on bye this week so my my prediction still potentially stands as an actual prediction. Derek Henry is going to go off. As he did last year, he, he rushed for about a thousand yards over the space of about four games. He's going to do something similar again. Derrick Henry, after sort of week eight, becomes God it on is the true. football field. It is true. Derrick Henry, he's the, the finisher. Yeah. Did you know he's six foot four and 240 pounds? I did not, but that doesn't surprise me <laughs> because he is a unit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the Tennessee Titans an A and I'm going to give the Chiefs a C because okay. special teams is important. That is true. Special teams is important. Bengals 13, Ravens 49. One I'm guessing Tom enjoyed. Uh, not really. I'm guessing he enjoyed it limitedly because... I don't like the Bengals, but they've been overtaken by another Ohio team in Orange. So, <laughs> we'll come on to that later. Yeah, they're now the 30th team that I hate. Who's 31? I'm just leapfrogging like all of New York into this one pile. Oh, okay. You hate Shit. Oh, I see. Shit. Right. Just banish. Oh, and actually the Redskins as well. Just 
the entire northeast of the league. <laughs> so, like, New England, New York, Buffalo, just because they're mediocre, <laughs> Washington, well, all of them. Baltimore. Baltimore. Pittsburgh. They're <laughs> Come on. Come on, they're under Lake Michigan, for God's sake. They're on the banks of the Ohio River. This is Midwest. It's true. Midwestern football. <laughs> I... I gave the Bengals an F and the Ravens an A. It was the league's best rushing attack versus the league's worst rushing defence, and it showed. I can't remember what I put, I'm just looking now. Can I guess? Go on. Ravens A, Bengals F. You tried to be clever and done like a Q. Ravens A, <laughs> Bengals D minus. D minus? That's the highest that we've given Because them. out of all of the performances that the Bengals could have put in, yeah. It at least had a little bit of fight. They could have rolled over and been shot right. out. They did score. Yeah, is what you're I'm saying. I'm giving them a D minus, but it it's a it's a pity D minus. <laughs> I think <laughs> I feel I think I feel sorry for him, and that's why they I'm almost dropped from. a fiddy on him, Tom. What? So they yeah. almost dropped a fiddy on him. Yeah, but the only reason they didn't is because RG three came in for an entire quarter. <laughs> the most pity I could muster is like an E. <laughs> they they they. <laughs> They tried. <laughs> okay, okay. I think, I've, I think I'm now starting to pity them. Some pity points for yeah. the Bengals. All right. Oh, God, that's when you know it's bad. Yeah, it is. When I'm pitting the Bengals. Yeah. Browns 19, Bills 16. Bills D+, plus, Browns C-. minus. It was a shonky game of football, and special teams was the only thing of note. I did Browns C+, plus, Bills C. There wasn't really that much great from either side. Somebody had to win. I'm happy to just give them both a C. It was a snoratorium, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Okay. Snoratorium. <laughs> uh, Buccaneers 30, Cardinals 27. Now this was a game. This yeah. was Cardinals and Bucks, two most entertaining teams in the league in terms of just utter shit hours of a tomfoolery <laughs> nonsense. That was your game of the week. It was, so and, and it lived up. It lived up. I it stood. Bucks yes. a B minus and the Cardinals a C. There wasn't that much between them. No. And it wasn't necessarily always like great football skill. It was just great football to watch. Yeah. B plus Bucks, B cards. The Cardinals are just a team that are just forever interesting now, too, man. Yes. Of course. If it wasn't so late in the season. Yeah, we'd be like, oh, the Cardinals, they're a bit tasty. Well, well now they've become just like one of these juggernaut teams that is just going to like steamroll everyone's playoff chances. <laughs> like the Steelers are going to get knocked out of playoff contention by the Cardinals. And I'm going to enjoy the game of football that I watch, even if it causes me great stress. They're 3 7 and 1, aren't yeah. they? But they're always so interesting and I like, always think they could win. Well, they... Every game they could win, they just don't. Yeah. We'll come on to that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that game, that game had the um, the fake punt flea flicker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Beautiful. A play of unique design and genius. <laughs> Bears 20, Lions 13. Divisional mashup. C plus Bears, Lions D, I went for. Giving the Bears a B and the Lions a C. Yeah, yeah. I gave the Bears a B plus and the Lions a C. I made some notes that were relevant last week. <laughs> um... More on that the, later. The offense really upped their game um, in week 10. Mitch threw three touchdowns. He had multiple long passes. He scrambled in the pocket, which he used to do last season. He managed to escape two tackles at one point and gain a first down by scrambling. Kwiatkowski had an amazing game. He had a PFF grade of 92.4, and he got a sack, five pressures, four stops, and an interception. 
Yeah. Should be starting instead of Roquan Smith, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he is now. Well, he's not. I don't think it's instead of Roquan, but he was in. He did play last game as well as Roquan. And Montgomery had a good game. Briefly on the Lions, I'll say. Yeah. I mean, obviously, more to be explained later, but that was the second game. Jeff Driscoll's had two starts, and he's not rolled over on either of them. Yeah, no, he. I mean, to say that Matt Stafford has, has dragged this Lions team from the fiery pits of hell at the beginning of the season into like at least making them interesting and relevant this late on in the season. We've gone out with a broken back from what I assume is having carried 52 men on his back so far plus Matt Patricia. Jeff Driscoll's done pretty well really and this is without his running back as well. Mm -hmm. That's weird Lions. Colts 12, Dolphins 16. I uh, gave the Colts an F and the Dolphins an A minus. The uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick Do It Yourself project well underway in Indianapolis. He rushed for their only touchdown. Uh, this is the second time that I've ever just written laughing as my notes because <laughs> it was just a lot of laughing and then Brian Hoyer really. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, was it three picks or three? Uh, three. One of them was a bit dubious, the one in the end zone. I I thought that Ebron came down with it, but it got ripped out of his hands. Still a bad throw. Yeah, yeah. and a bad day. B minus Dolphins, F Colts. I'll go. I'll split that. I'll give the I'll give the Colts an E, and I'll give the Dolphins a B. I'll give Ryan Fitzpatrick an M, a V, and a P. <laughs> okay. <laughs> S for <laughs> yeah, superstar. He, God, he deserves so much better. He's like, everybody's got that friend that's in that relationship that they really shouldn't be in, and they're just <laughs> taking complete advantage of their good nature. But also, Ryan Fitzpatrick has his own toxic streaks. Like, there's a reason he's on the Dolphins, and it's because he throws about 900 picks a year. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. very entertaining, but the guy has the toxic streaks. Yeah, there's nothing more interesting than turnovers. <laughs> okay, Packers twenty-four, Panthers sixteen. Eh. Yeah. Packers A, Panthers B, because the Packers played well. Packers played all right. Uh, I think the Panthers are showing that their sort of early season success was a little bit of a flash in the pan now. Mm-hmm. Cal Allen's regressing to a sort of median. Yeah, he's not he's not been good lately. This week, week 11, he had the lowest QBR rating of any quarterback, and it That's was 4.5. <sighs> That's <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, actually, given that the Falcons' D ripped him to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> but it's surprising that he was the lowest, because we'll come on to that later. <laughs> um, the irony of that, of course, was that the the quarterbacks at the top and the bottom were both called Allen. Because yeah. Josh Allen was the best quarterback of the week. Yeah. He got almost 90 points more than Kyle. I love that. <laughs> it was like 89.3 yeah. better. So I'm going to give the Packers a B and the Panthers a C. It's inconclusive whether Christian McCaffrey did get over the line at the end. I'm inclined to think he probably didn't. He didn't. When you It looked like it from certain angles, but then when you saw the side on with the line, you could see he was a fair few inches short, mm. actually. So, uh, I'll sort of agree with that. I go Packers B, Panthers C+, plus. move on. Uh, Steelers 17, Rams 12. Cooper Cup had zero catches in this entire game. The defence as a whole was superb. Minka Fitzpatrick, after week 10, I was gunning for Defensive Player of the Year candidate, as was TJ Watt. But the Rams' offense does need to feel a little bit worried because at that point they they hadn't had an offensive touchdown in I believe seven quarters of football, and that includes the Bengals and the Steelers, who most people at the beginning of the year would have probably said had two of the worst defenses going into it. Mm. 
zero offensive uh, touchdowns for this Rams offense that a year ago today put up 50 plus points against the Chiefs. Yeah, and they're, they're moving far away from what was successful the last couple of years, that yeah. sort of misdirection. There's none of that anymore. Yeah. I thought the Steelers played very well on defense. There wasn't a great deal of good offense from either team, but um, just on the grounds that they played better than the Rams, I'm going to give them a Rams a D. The Steelers a B and the Rams a D plus. Steelers B minus Rams E, but it was mostly because of the fact that I was looking at the the offensive production and. Don't worry, it they was, weren't that defensively. It was bad. No, yeah, they were. <laughs> you wouldn't have changed no. much beyond that. No, not really. I'm sick of people saying the Rams have got a good defense because Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and this enormous gulf to the rest of the sort of scab players. But Aaron Donald can do a fair bit on his own. Yeah, like, they. They'd both be on the team of the decade team, but like mm. at the moment, no one else in the Rams would even come close. You mean to say that you don't like Michael Brockers? I mean to say that I don't like Michael Brockers. <laughs> I don't like Dante Fowler. Understandable. Cowboys 24, Vikings 28. We rolled into Gerald World. The horns were playing. It was one of those games that really did hang on a knife edge. Uh, I was happy we won it, don't get me wrong. There were severe question marks raised about our past defence again, but overall, Dalvin Cook had an excellent game. I think he got 180 yards from scrimmage. Just one of those performances that really asserts the Vikings as a contender. I have the Cowboys a B and the Vikings a B plus because the Cowboys did play well, Dak played really well, and they defensively were pretty on it. We were just a bit better. Yeah, I went B plus Vikings, B minus Cowboys, but Same it was a good part. game. Yeah. yeah, for me it was an A for the Vikings and a B for the a B for the Cowboys. But what I will say is when they have their starting tackles, who I think has Lyle Collins gone down again? Uh, yeah, Lyle Collins went down again. When they have their starting tackles, their pass protection is insane. Mm. Last game, which was my game of the week, it was a nail biter in overtime. Forty nine is twenty four, Seahawks twenty seven. I went uh, Seahawks A minus, 49ers B plus, and it was basically all defense that earned those points. But it was such an entertaining game. The most entertaining point that came out of it that I don't think anyone was expecting was Geno Smith, who nobody knew was the backup quarterback for the Seahawks, <laughs> calling the overtime coin toss and then saying what could be a mishmash of the words heads and tails at the same time. Tails. Tails. And it got called heads, it got brought up heads, and the Seahawks did get the ball. It ended up not mattering. I mean, both teams got a touch of the ball anyway. It's not yeah. like it really yeah. mattered. But... but for future reference, maybe we should write it down. Yeah. <laughs> or not have Geno Smith, who may be the world's dumbest NFL player. <laughs> just, well, make, fair, just go up to the guy. Picking one of two choices is probably his level then, if he's the dumbest <laughs> yeah. player in the NFL. And he still didn't do that right. <laughs> He said poor old Hell. Dino. <laughs> <laughs> got away with it. So I gave 49ers a B, Seahawks a B plus. I gave them both Bs because I thought that it was a very entertaining but very sort of scrappy game. Yeah, it was really sloppy, wasn't it? It was like the ECW of... Yeah. <laughs> who's Sandman <laughs> and who's Tommy Dreamer? <laughs> they're all Tommy Dreamer. It's, it's like they're both so good, they just slogged it out for so long and just clawed at each mm. other. And took out loads of each other's star players in the process. Oh yeah, yeah. They, but the teams that left were not the teams that arrived. <laughs> it was a real slobber knocker. <laughs> oh, God! I freaking killed him! It was a bye week for the Broncos, Texans, Jags, Patriots, Eagles, and Redskins. Oh, so, joy! So, Love all it. of those teams. That's week 10. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room 
while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. It's been one week since you looked at me. Oh, God. Oh, it hurts. Ugh. Every time. We should do the predictions for week 10. Oh, yeah. I've not got our original, like, what we said for all of them. Right, okay. But I have, but I do know that, like, my brother won. Again? Again. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I know. So, as of week 10, I was five and four. You and Ed were both three and six. And my brother was two and two. I don't, want actually... chip, I don't want to chip in money to buy him a Chelsea <laughs> Out of every, like, you know, you've no disrespect. make better predictions. No disrespect <laughs> to your family, but I do not want to purchase a Chelsea strip. He loves Chelsea. And it's not just because of, like, the team. Like, they are te- genuinely the closest Premier League team to my parents' house to where yeah. I grew up. You can't argue it, Tom. I know, but I just. <laughs> That's the problem. We let him in. Now he's winning. We can't just say. Oh, I never, we didn't I never think let him in. Win. I never let him in. You didn't well, say no, no until he fair. started to win. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just thought, oh, here's an opportunity to share around the wealth of this jersey. <laughs> I just wanted my Troy jersey, that's all I wanted. <laughs> okay, do you want to do... Week 11. Recaps, recaps, where'd you get those recaps? We're going to have to talk about this in two separate parts. We're going to have to talk about the game, and we're going to have to talk about the incident. <laughs> and I that think we true. should talk about the incident first. Okay. From now on, when we... When Do it separately. When we say the incident, can you, like, have, like, a, a drop that's like, dum-dum? Okay. Okay. The so, incident. So we'll talk about the incident. First. What, right so, now? So that we just go straight this in. This bastard watch. Because... This is your catharsis this right is, now. This is bastard watch. Because I feel like if we just start talking about the game, you won't get to properly, yeah. and you deserve to properly express it. Are you going off the cuff, or do you have a prepared statement? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really wish I'd got a prepared statement. Been, <laughs> not, we here at Stiffer Pulling do not condone the actions of Miles Garrett, defensive end of the Cleveland Browns, nor do we condone the actions of any of the members of the Cleveland, Ohio City. All of you are scumbags. The entire city of Cleveland are f***ing Right? Because we had not only the incident... which I will get to later, but we also had literal bounty gate level headhunting 
from everyone involved in the Cleveland defense and coaching staff. We had Demarius Randall literally lowering his helmet and knocking Deontay Johnson out with blood coming out of his ears. Might I add, Deontay Johnson was bleeding from the ear. Demarius Randall was ejected and the entire city of Cleveland in that stadium, in that god-awful bright orange husk of a stadium, which is a factory of sadness and a basically f- pit of misery. And I wish nothing more but further desolation for the entirety of its fan base. Booed. It's time to shout out my friend from Ohio. Oh, if he's not, f- is he from Cleveland? I don't care. Okay, that's fine. Columbus is fine. <laughs> Cincinnati at this point is fine. Yeah. Cleveland, your concrete jungle grey show of a city can fuck off. All of your sports teams, I hope that you suffer a long curse of misery. I'm glad that the Cubs beat the Indians in 2016 in the World Series. Your drought will continue, you miserable b****. I hope that LeBron James never returns to Cleveland until the day he dies and tells you that you're all f- shambles. The Cleveland Browns, you didn't even do it well when you went sh- because the Lions beat you 2-0 in 16 and that means that you're just a f- runner-up in every regard. I hate you. I've never hated a team more than I hate this current Cleveland Browns team. Genuinely. It is mirrored by Vontae's perfect in Cincinnati. But now he's f***ed off, and nobody gives a sh about him in Oakland anymore. Now we have Cleveland. You need to sign the letter. Sincerely, <laughs> Thomas Chapel of Stiff Upper Lip. Well, I thought you were gonna. Yeah. I thought you were gonna break out like a Thomas Ulysses Chapel. <laughs> Don't worry, Esquire. Matt, Oliver, and then we get to the incident. Do you want to explain what actually happened? So. What basically happened is, is from the game perspective, the Cleveland Browns did very well at shutting out a very bad Steelers offense. With 10 seconds left in the game, Mason Rudolph throws a swing pass, which he's not particularly happy about anyway, because why are we throwing the... Just take the knee, just get out of there. They've already proven that they're headhunting by taking out Juju and headbutting Mason Rudolph on the same play, knocking Juju out of the game with uh, with concussion, and then headbutting Deontay Johnson as well and taking him out with concussion. They've proven that they're headhunting. Don't throw the ball. Just take the knee, get the fuck out. Mason Rudolph has to then throw a swing past the Trey Edmonds. It goes for about five yards. But what happens after this is Miles Garrett hits Mason Rudolph. And because of the fact that Miles Garrett is one of these players that, when they're out of the game, very much probably the nicest person in the world but in the game they get themselves into this spirit where they are a completely different person people do it it's it's how i don't think that miles garrett was miles garrett at that incident because when you're playing football you have to have a certain mindset so miles garrett hits mason rudolph but because of the way that miles garrett is in this persona he does leave late hits on people like he punched delaney walker after a play in week one he was the one that broke trevor simeon's leg in week two against the jets when when he hit him late he hits mason rudolph late and bear in mind there is no need for him to do it there's 10 seconds left the ball's already gone he then throws rudolph into the floor so rudolph then is like what are you doing 
get off me. They just start scrapping on the floor. You think this is fine. They were very much in a, in a very close court, uh, quarters scuffle. And to be fair, Mason Rudolph does try and grab the helmet of Miles Garrett. But David Carr, uh, brother of Derek Carr, went on the Dave Damashek show. He said that he's been in situations where there's been a scrum. And like when you're in this position, you will do anything that you can to get a monster of a guy off of you. He doesn't blame Rudolph for grabbing hold of Garrett's helmet. It's a natural response when there is a 200... What then happens is Miles Garrett rips Mason Rudolph's helmet off of his head. And while he's being dragged away by David DeCastro, who's playing peacekeeper in this situation, trying to protect everyone, not cause a scuffle, like let it over. Miles Garrett assaults Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. There was a video that was circulating of someone hitting a wooden chair with a with a helmet. The wooden chair broke in half. Mason Rudolph could have sustained serious damage. He could have died. If the crown of that helmet hit the crown of his head, it's, it's death. If any part of the helmet hits his temple, he's dead. Yeah. Miles Garrett hits Mason Rudolph in an unprecedented fashion with his own helmet. The entire city of Cleveland then decides that they're going to be like, okay, so Mason Rudolph is entirely at fault here. I saw reports from, from media personnel, not just people that were that were fans. I saw people saying that Rudolph must have said something racist. No, he doesn't. Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph late, threw him into the ground, and then... When a fight instigates, Miles My- Garrett commits assault with a weapon and should have been arrested there and then by Cleveland police. He instead gets ejected and the entire stadium boos at that. Marquis Pouncey, by the way, after the- after this, David DeCastro is trying to get Garrett away. Garrett hits Rudolph in the head with his helmet. Marquis Pouncey then goes into a blind rage because out of every centre in the league, you can guarantee that there is one man that is going to protect their quarterback at all costs, and it's 53 of the Steelers. Marquise Pouncey is the guy who will protect everyone at all costs. He goes into a blind rage and starts throwing punches at Miles Garrett. Not a smart idea because he's wearing a helmet that Rudolph isn't because he just got hit with it, but Pouncey starts throwing punches, and then when DeCastro gets Garrett onto the floor to basically try and calm everything down, Pouncey kicks him in the crown of the head. I don't. I, he didn't need to take it that far, but I can understand why he did because he's trying to protect little brother back there. Mason Rudolph is not going to stand anything in a fight against what is, by all accounts, the strongest player for body mass in the entire NFL. What More information on body weight and body mass? Well, yeah, um, <laughs> you can you can check out the article. I might need to write another one just detailing all the reasons why the AFC North is. My least favourite division, but also my favourite. Essentially, that was the incident. Miles Garrett committed assault and should have been arrested, and then has now been suspended indefinitely, mm-hmm. and apparently went to an appeal process. I don't know how he can appeal that. You hit someone with a weapon yeah. when they weren't wearing their protective gear. It goes beyond football at that point. It's assault. It's pugilism. It's violence. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the example that that sets, the precedent that it sets, is dangerous. Well, yeah. That's why the NFL has to take serious, serious yeah, action. So yeah, I mean, like I say, like I don't, I don't really even blame Miles Garrett for it because I do understand that these things happen when you are in that sort of headspace, and I, I agree that the league should have, uh, well has rightfully suspended him and Pouncey for their roles in the, in the. But yeah, the only thing that pissed me off most about the entire thing was the fact that there is no need for it to happen. 
because we're already having a terrible game. There's eight seconds left. Yeah, Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are now both out for our next game as a direct result of headhunting, and the league needs to look into it. And that is why I'm pissed off about the entire incident. It's not even really about the Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph scuffle. At this point, I'm calm about it. He's been suspended. Pounce has been suspended. We can we can move on with our lives here. But Deontay Johnson and Juju are now going to miss the game against the Bengals in Week 12 because Demarius Randall laughed, was laughing when they were showing the replay of his hit against Deontay Johnson. There was also former Steeler and, might I add, one of the worst safeties I've ever seen in the black and gold, Morgan Burnett, who headbutted Juju Smith-Schuster when he was already being wrapped up by Joe Schobert on a play. Morgan Burnett headbutted him. Juju goes out of the game with concussion. Morgan Burnett is celebrating on the sidelines. Like, Freddie Kitchens comes out after the game and says, helmet-to-helmets are a natural part of football. Doesn't say anything about Miles Garrett. Doesn't say nothing. The entire the entire organization is a joke. Like I say, Joe Schobert had him wrapped up perfectly cleanly because the guy knows how to tackle. He knows how to tickle efficiently. And I think he was actually defensive player of the week this week, Joe Schobert. He had a great game. This is why it, it, my anger doesn't fall upon him because he had a good game and he didn't actually purposefully try and injure anyone. He had two interceptions, a sack, five QB pressures and ten tackles. Yeah, he had a really, really good game. And one of those tackles where he wrapped up Juju cleanly, it then was the... Morgan Burnett. Feel free to bleep both of those words, but just let it be known that I, I've i never hated an individual more for not only his performances against the Steelers, but also his performances with the Steelers because he was fucking useless. I hope it's well known and on record that he is the worst safety that I've ever seen play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we've had Sean Davis and Artie Burns both playing for us as well in that exact same time span. You f***ing useless b****. I hope you die. Helmet to helmet's happening in football. Whether it's intentional or not, if you give a guy a concussion, your reaction should not be to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If if I accidentally gave someone a concussion, I would be heartbroken. Exactly. I mean, we'll take an example of, of when Earl Thomas gave Mason Rudolph concussion in, in week five it was against the Ravens. Earl Thomas was distraught. He he reached out to Mason Rudolph after the after the game. He was a man who hit him by accident in the helmet, knocked him out. He showed respect for the game and respect for his fellow team uh well, fellow players, even if it's in a rivalry game. Demarius Randall did not show regard for Deontay Johnson. Morgan Burnett did not show regard for Juju Smith-Schuster. I hope it's known that every hit that James Harrison and Heinz Ward ever put on any of these useless sacks of shit, any Steelers-Browns game, was fully justified. And also, that's how much I hate this entire city. I see. Well, you're probably not going to want to talk about the game very much. Though. No, to be fair, I'm, I'm, fine to, I'm fine to talk about the actual game itself. Browns 21, Steelers 7. The offense for the Browns did really, really well. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a great game. He looked really controlled. Yeah. And calm. He made an amazing touchdown pass. That. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's actually a bit annoying as well from the perspective that I was actually fully prepared to come out and be a fully gracious person and admit the Browns played really well. But sort of four incidents. <laughs>
that really ticked me off during the game, ticked me off to an extent that it was all that I could focus on for about three days after, because it was that fucking annoying. I still hate the city of Cleveland, but, like, <laughs> the actual game is yeah. out of there. I can't wait until um, next I like, defensively from the Browns as well, they obviously lost a few of their starters. Well, yeah. Um, but they were still dominant. They picked off Mason four times, and like you said, Joe Showbert had a really great game. Yeah, it is important to note that at this point, well, after the second quarter, uh, in fact, about halfway through the second quarter, the Steelers were down to wide receiver three in James Washington, wide receiver four, who we picked up from the practice squad literally that week, Tavon Jones, wide receiver five, Johnny Holton, and running back four, Trey Edmonds, because Jalen Samuels was out, James Conner was out, Benny Snell's still out, Juju's out, Deontay Johnson went out. There was a lot of offensive pieces that went out in the, either games prior or this game. And Connor, Juju, and Deontay Johnson are, are wide receiver one, two, and running back one. I was just going to say, so to put yourself in Mike Tomlin's shoes next week. It's going to be such a hard game to pick. Do you start Hodges or do you start Rudolph? I start Hodges. I would start Hodges. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rudolph plays terribly. Yeah. The Steelers only managed to make two of their 11 third downs, no fourth downs. They got to the red zone once for their touchdown, which was largely due to how the Browns were playing when they gave up 63 yards worth of penalties. You're right, like Juju and Johnson were both gone by the third quarter, but at that point, the Browns were already 14 to nothing up. Oh, yeah, there was... Uh... Either either throwing the Halton when he's in double coverage or throwing or not throwing the Halton when he's wide open on a third down. Yeah. I mean there there is a video of Mason Rudolph's performance in this game that sums up everything that uh, any criticism towards him has got. Where it's third down, Johnny Halton runs a, a sort of draw route across across the middle. Rudolph s- could easily just throw it to him, and there is about thirty yards of open field including the end zone between Johnny Holton and another defender Rudolph hits him there it could be a touchdown because Johnny Holton is fast what Rudolph does instead is he lazily moves to the left directly into the path of Miles Garrett gets hit as he throws because he's obviously going to because he's just wandered into coverage and he's done it too slowly and in the end he can't get the pass off to Johnny Holton who would have been in for a touchdown our O-line has regressed but it is if you watch, when Ben Roethlisberger is in the pocket, Ben Roethlisberger is constantly zoning around. He's ordering his O-linemen to basically double-team certain guys. He's a guy that knows he's a captain on that team. Mason Rudolph in there isn't organising his O-line. He's wandering lazily into coverage. He's taking too long to get the ball out. He's not scrambling. He's not moving. He stands very much in one position, and it's why I'd start Duck, because Duck is... He does sure he doesn't have the arm that Rudolph does, but Randy Fickner's not letting Mason Rudolph use his arm anyway. What's the point? If we're throwing checkdowns, why are we letting the guy that can't move in the pocket and can't read these these blitzes play instead of the guy that can but doesn't have the arm? The the most stark thing is that we in in the same way that in the Patriots game we called the same play three times in three goes with the exact same setup and exact same formation, we did something we did that so very similar again, and I think it's just because Randy Fickner is just that boring and that that lazy when it comes to his play calling. It's so uninteresting to watch. Our defense is the only reason why we're winning games, and Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin have done a tremendous job. But you can't compensate for what is essentially the worst coach I would say 
Uh, B for Bastard for the Browns and E- minus for the Steelers. I was just going to give a B and a D. I think E- minus was a little harsh. The defence played well. The defence did well, play well, but... But I'd, I'd say 20 point, 21 points is the barometer for a defence. If you if you concede more than that, you've done badly. If you concede fewer than that, you've done well. So. Yeah. And the Steelers are D-minus and the Browns are B. Redskins 17, Jets 34. I have the Redskins an E and the Jets an A here. I don't think, I don't think that you can give an A to a team who allows 14 points against... 17. Po- 17 points against the least potent attack in the NFL. I, I think that Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams get an A. The rest of the Jets get a C. To be fair, J- Jameson Crowder is like the only guy on that entire Jets offense that has been consistently putting up good performances. And this is even with Donald being up and down like a midget on a trampoline. Like, Sam Donald had one of the best games of his career. He threw for 293 yards and four touchdown passes. That's no. the highest he's ever thrown. He was seeing posts in the pocket. Oh, God. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was awful. Oh, it's a reference. Oh. <laughs> the striking video of Dwayne Haskins pleading with his O-line to help him out and his O-line looking as disinterested as it comes. Like, that guy has been thrust into the second most dysfunctional organisation in this entire sport, I think. Um, and you, can, you can't really pick the team that you get drafted by. I know that there was the sort of famous Eli and Phil Rivers switch of 04, where Eli gets drafted by the Chargers, and then they trade immediately. Aside from that, C-plus Jets, D-plus Redskins, I went. Uh, Colts 33, Jazz 13. This is the one that only ever predicted the Colts. Can't understand why anyone would pick against the Colts. I mean, I know they lost against the... Uh, I was more sort of hoping that the brief... Yeah, my note for this game was Welcome back Nick Foles, your team is still not consistent in the slightest (laughs) Um, I went B plus Colts D Jags Yeah, B Colts, D Jags I thought A minus Colts, Jags, D minus I think Brissette played well Yeah To be fair, that running game Yeah Although Marlon Mack's now injured Mm-hmm, but it didn't matter. Relief was it Jordan Williams? Uh, Jordan Williams and uh, oh. Nine, hold on, they've got Nine, Nine Hines, Hines, Christian Wilkins, yeah. Marlon Mack, and Jordan Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they came in in relief and hit even more yards than Marlon Mack. Yeah. Do you think that that's going to affect them big long term? The whole Marlon Mack fractured hand because he's now going to miss sort of. Well, they're sort of looking at about four or five weeks, which takes them through to about week seventeen. Realistically, I don't think. If you're a Colts fan, playoff contention is something you can flirt with, but it gets it gets less likely without Marlon Mack, definitely. Yeah. I would say though, after Andrew Luck retiring, they have exceeded all of my expectations. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett has done amazingly well. It's true. I'm sure Mason would tell you it's not easy to take over mm. from franchise QB. A franchise QB that's just gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And I think he's done really well to sort of shoulder that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and this is also without his number one receiver, T.Y. Hilton, who's been missing for the past sort of few weeks as well. Rumoured to start against the Texans now. It's a happy hunting ground. It's a happy hunting ground when T.Y. Hilton <laughs> ends up in Houston. <laughs> that guy racks up about 900 yards. Yeah, have you have you seen T.Y.'s career totals against Houston? It's ridiculous. Like, I've never known anyone who has, like, a higher sort of 
like rate versus a single team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like if T. Y. Hilton was to ever win like offensive player of the year, it'd be in a year where he's fully healthy both games against the Texans. Yeah, and that's it. Helmer Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need. If you go onto their Facebook group, you can buy raffle tickets for £10 to win autographed jerseys and helmets, so get on it now. Now, that being said, though, I mean, the Dolphins have now just become like a scrappy sort of team that, again, almost they're now upset any teams may be looking for some playoff glory. I could totally see the Dolphins scrapping up to 4 and 12 before the end of this year. 4 and 12 and ruining their own aspirations. Yeah, one of them coming against (laughs) Cleveland this week. Fuck it. You're calling it? I'm going to call it later on, yeah. For oh, brilliant. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen had the game of his career. That's something we need to talk about in this game. Oh, yeah. Um. So for that, I'm going to give the Bills a B. I thought that he played well, but I thought his defence, to allow 20 points against the Dolphins team, that is almost bereft of quality. I mean, when your number one running back is Kalen Bellage, who has... I mean, in this game, he went nine yards off nine carries. In this game, the number one running back is was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, yeah. When Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best player you have in every position possible. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Ryan Fitzpatrick could throw the like a wide receiver screen to himself and probably get better yardage than throwing yeah. Devontae Parker. That's essentially what we're witnessing. Yeah. It's the Ryan Fitzpatrick doing it yourself. Here we I, go. Can't, I can't name a Dolphins player that we've not already mentioned. What then? In this Large, Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> or Devante Parker? Yeah. Uh, Hold on. There's Mark Walton, but he's now been suspended for allegedly punching a woman in the face. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Don't well. don't provide me with another bastard on Bastard Watch Week. <laughs> Fuck. I don't really think that's on me. <laughs> is this the wisest move, Mark? She is carrying your child. <laughs> oh Jesus God, Christ, she wasn't really? a pregnant woman, right? Yeah. Oh God. Oh, Oh, right, I rescind it. The entire city of Cleveland, you get off because Mark Walton is a woman abuser. I gave the Dolphins a D and the Bills an A. C Dolphins, A minus Bills. Uh, Lions 27, Cowboys 35. I gave the Lions a C and the Cowboys a B plus here. I don't think that the Lions played poorly at all. Um, Jeff Driscoll was actually highest ranking second choice this week. Nice. Uh, can the Lions catch a break? Where did Bo Scarborough come from? And why is his name spelled Scarborough, but pronounced Scarborough? So many questions. Not enough answers. <laughs> was that a prepared statement? <laughs> that was definitely a prepared one. This... Can we have a new segment called So Many Questions, Not Enough Answers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. Can we... Are we allowed to put the X-Files theme over the no. top of the segment? We can have me going... No, because it's, it's public domain now, isn't it? The, the X-Files, X-Files theme. The X-Files theme cannot be public domain. I'm pretty sure it is. Also, you're allowed to have, like, less than five seconds of a clip. If it's just going over that one bit. The first question has to be, is the X-Files theme public domain? <laughs> is the X-Files theme public domain? And can we use it to talk about Bo Scarborough? 
that continue to add to a stellar season? I honestly think I was just going to give both teams a B. I thought the Lions played slightly above themselves. I thought the Cowboys played slightly below themselves. Yeah, uh, B plus, B minus for me. The Cowboys just seem like a team that are just going to perennially get in their own way in winnable games. Mm-hmm. Like They come so close on so many occasions to winning very close games, and they just get in their own way. Except when they lose to the Jets. Yeah. And no, to be fair, they got in their own way in that one as well. Mm, that is true. Ravens 41, Texans 7. My first S of the year. <laughs> F was the only one to predict that the Texans would win. Yeah, I got in my face. Well, to be fair to you, like, people were saying, oh, this is the Sean Watson's worst performance ever. Yeah. They went, but it's two MVP standard quarterbacks against each other. Yeah. Like, one of them is not going to be able to play to their full level like like he didn't play well but i don't necessarily think it's like sean watson's crap now yeah exactly and it's also the case that like bill o'brien is nowhere near the level of coach that jim harborough is so like i'm gonna continue (laughs) to pronounce it badly because they pronounce everything wrong jim harborough jim harry bell (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i I will go along with that. Uh, what all I'll say is this is kind of a watershed moment in football where two MVP standard quarterbacks, both young men, both this new breed, both African American. Yeah, like, that's true. Like this can't, it can't be, it can't be overstated the amount of talent that is currently on offer as a young quarterback. Well, if you look at the sort of MVP race, like everyone's top four are Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey. So you've got three yeah. black quarterbacks and a white running back. Like. All of these are breaking racial stereotypes. I'm sure Dalvin and Kirk would have something to say. <laughs> but yeah, CMC, CMC leads the league in rushing yards I know and does. rushing touchdowns. I know. Because he's a man who enjoys his lean, which is a thing that I don't know whether or not you both will get. No. No. Drug talk. <laughs> oh, God, I don't Up drugs. top with some, with some, Tom bringing out some youngster things. Youngster, youngster things. things. <laughs> <laughs> you and your youngster things. Panthers 3, Falcons 29. Another strong showing from the Falcons. I have the Panthers an F because I feel like they played way below themselves. And the Falcons an A because I think they played way above themselves. Mm-hmm. I went F and B plus. Uh, Kyle Allen's not the future. You don't think? That's, no. The picks that he threw in this game were bad. I mean, it, it helped having Desmond Trufant back for the Falcons, who had an unbelievable game. Of course, that but, yeah, yeah, he, he was he stung. He had an awful game, and he's had an awful few games. And the Falcons are starting to look like the team that we all thought they could be pre-season. Yeah, but it's just too little, too late. Like, I just hope they beat the Saints again. It's just, it's been too, it took too long for Dan Quinn to relinquish control over that defense, because when he did, they have only allowed 12 points in total against the Saints and Panthers, who I'd consider both have two pretty potent offenses. Mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Michael Thomas. Yeah. Allowing 12 points in total over those two games, having allowed 28 against the Titans earlier on in the year, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the sign that you should have given up control over the defense far earlier Dan Quinn but good on the Falcons nice work being a berserker yes you fuck up everyone else <laughs> Falcons A Panthers E Falcons 17 Saints 34 I uh, I gave the Bucks a C- and the Saints a B plus snap yeah nice <laughs> double snap 
feel like the it's the same situation with the Panthers and Falcons. The Bucks play better than they should have, and the Saints play worse. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a nice bounce back game for the Saints. Uh, the most yeah. important thing is that Drew Brees. His regression is now taking on what I believe is a new level because he just put Teddy Bridgewater back in. His QBR in his fifth this week. How many of those? How many times did they actually let it go over twenty yards though? Because I don't think that they have in any game that Breeze has played. Yeah, which is normal that his throwing arm would would regress. Yeah, I mean he's been an unbelievable game manager, but like it's not really entertaining to watch Drew Brees right now. Give me Teddy for some for some mad rushes. But if they can scheme it around him so that he can still be a serviceable quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think that I could be a serviceable quarterback when I've got Ted Ginn and obviously like the greatest receiver in, in the NFL right now, Michael Thomas. Like, I think even I could have been that quarterback three. And... But he's in the perfect scheme for it. Like, he's got Alvin Kamara who he can just throw checkdowns to. It's just, it's just checkdowns and bubble screens. That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's... Which isn't exciting to watch your ride. But I don't think they trade that in for a loose cannon. No, no. Like I mean, let's be real here. They're not taking Jameis Winston off the box anytime soon. No. Who is the most up and down quarterback? Did you know that he's he's second in passing yards and has thrown more interceptions than Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jacoby Brissett, Mitchell Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater, and Marcus Mariota combined? That's how many interceptions. Oh, right. I think I think the most damning one of all for Jameis Winston. Do you know Jameis Winston's interceptions versus career games? No. It's sixty-six games and throw ninety-eight interceptions. Oh. Average of one and a third interceptions per game. It it does make <laughs> you wonder, like, what the fuck was happening in college for the twenty thirteen like NFL draft? What the one that had Mariota? The one that had Mariota and Winston is number one and number two, and now one of them has been benched. The other one should have been benched three years ago. God, what an awful draft! And yet, if you played the books, you'd be fucking terrified that Jameis was going to turn up. Yeah, because this is the thing about Jameis: is you you either get MVP levels or you get like less than a backup at this point. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are in the top five for wide receiver like yards. Yeah. That's both of them. And that's mm. with some drops and some yeah. gimmies and some th- interceptions. It's madness. Exactly. Let's move on to my game. Vikings 27, Broncos 23. I'm just going to riffle something off. See if you can understand what this is. Punt, 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 fumble, fumble, punt, punt. Half time, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Ed, is that the Vikings' uh, offensive production by any chance in drives? Yes, it is. This is quite literally a game of two halves. Yeah. I've given the Vikings a B, plus because for the first half I'd have given you D. A J. And yeah. For the second half I'd have given you an A, because you couldn't have done it any better. You've got a, dra- a touchdown on every drive you have, which levels out. Then I gave the Broncos a C. Because they did well in the first half, but to allow a team to come back from 21 to nothing in one half is not good. I fancy Brandon Allen over Kyle Allen right now. Brandon Allen is looking pretty competent. He looks fine. I mean, I think we saw everything that offense possibly had to give in the first half. Yeah, and then they ran out of all of that in time for the second half because they dissolved into sort of wet, soggy bread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is the entire Broncos team this year, anyway. Kirk Cousins has put himself in the shout for MVP. Then he's put himself. OP, OPOY, yeah. 
the way he strapped that team to his back in that game. Not the first half. Not the first half, but... I think, like, it's good to know that you can come back from stuff like that because the team needs to be able to pick itself up. Yeah. But it's also not good to know that you have to come back from stuff like that against the Broncos. When we look back at the season, we'll say that this was a season-defining win for the Vikings. Yeah. If you guys go on and win a Super Bowl, then it is because of this Week 11 tie, I think. Mm -hmm. It's... The first, the only one in a hundred games where a team trailing twenty to zero at half time has come back and won it. Forty nine is thirty six. Cardinals twenty six. I give the forty nine to be Cardinals to be I'm just going to give both B's. I think that there's the, the only thing that wasn't close in this game was the final score. Yeah, I went A minus B plus. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had what I would consider his best performance, but this is all entirely from the third quarter onwards because after one quarter. He was one for four with four total yards. And then from that point, he had a four-touchdown day, sort of over 300 yards. Just a consistent passing per game. And this is without George Kill. This is without his main running back, I'd say, Matt Breeder. This is without Emmanuel Sanders for half of the game. He was throwing these passes to Dion Pettis. Dante Pettis. Sorry, well, Dante Pettis. He wasn't even throwing them to Pettis because Pettis can't get in the squad. No, yeah. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne and Rostwelly. Yes. Who had a big game. Rostwelly and a big spot. touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. But again, Cardinals entertaining as fuck to watch. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. ever so slightly not there in terms of winning games. But I think add some secondary help, they're getting there. Eagles 10, Patriots 17. I mean, Edelman threw the best pass of the day. Yeah. Eagles defense held Tom Brady to 4.6 yards per pass attempt, which is his lowest since 2014. Honestly, I think I think Brady held himself to those yards. He's he's at the point where we can discuss serious decline. Well, yeah. Yes, because can I just say that this week his PBR rating was worse than Mitch Trubisky's. Wow, wow. Thirty-six point six. I don't take great pleasure in watching legends leave the game, <laughs> but when it's Tom Brady, <laughs> yeah, I, I am very much happy about this but the only problem is is that bill belichick is still enjoying himself out there even without tv 12 playing at his best and like he had julian edelman out there it wouldn't surprise me if we're now about to see Mohamed sanu and julian edelman take over any deep passes and that's (laughs) the only reason why he's brought him in i can guarantee it Mm. we're about to see some bill belichick trickery and they're gonna win another super bowl because they're gonna scumble past the ravens in like the AFC conference game. The only person to throw a touchdown pass in this game was not a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of Eagles fans talking about how they don't like Carson Wentz anymore. They don't um, like Carson Wentz? Well, they just don't think that he's the guy. It's a little bit selfish from Nick Foles to have like gone and won a Super Bowl and then gone and carried this team as far as he could again. And like if it wasn't for an Alshon Jeffrey drop pass, could have potentially reached another Super Bowl. And then to fuck off to Jacksonville and leave Carson Wentz on his own. Because now Carson Wentz is in the firing line from the most fickle and outrageously, like, hardcore fan base, I think, in the NFL. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Eagles fans have got a reputation for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a a reason there's a group of cells under the stadium. Yeah. I have the Eagles a C- and the Patriots a B. So I'm just going to give them both a D. Your your teams that have the capacity to be interesting, please be interesting. Yeah. I don't take pleasure in somebody being kicked out of the thing that they love to do. Yeah. But Tom Brady leaving 
signals a lot of excitement for the NFL. Yeah. Because A, is he going to leave or is he going to get to what point is it going to get to before Bill places him? Yeah, true. And then as a separate thing, when he eventually does have to leave, what the fuck are they going to do? You just get the next guy and throw pat slants to like a white bearded Julian Edelman. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, the the strength of the Patriots isn't there isn't their offense at this point. It's their defense. And Bill Belichick is the greatest defensive coach yeah. in the history of the NFL. I, I don't even think their strength is their defense. I think their strength is their their coaching. Well, their yeah, play calling is their... Bill Belichick being able to adapt to any situation. It is outrageous now. Uh, like even though Tom Brady is showing signs of regression and he's the greatest quarterback of all time in terms of like success and everything. It's still not something that you can write the Patriots out of because I still think they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year because of the fact that Bill Belichick is undeniably the greatest coach that's yeah. ever lived. Like, this is a guy that mirrored Bill Parcells and then took over and has outperformed the guy that most people considered the greatest coach that had ever lived. Bill's never coached the Patriots without Brady. No. He's coached for, for most of a season with Pat Castles. Brady was injured and Pat Castles came in and they still were a dominant force in the AFC. Like C plus Patriots, C Eagles, mediocre grading for a mediocre game. Raiders 17, Bengals 10. I gave the Raiders and the Bengals a B-. Yeah, that's fine. Ryan Finley's not the answer. I liked Ryan Finley coming into it, but he is just a sort of underdone lasagna. Worse and built in there. I mean, the O-line's not protecting him either, so it's not really a yeah. fair assessment but by that not, same token. He's not exactly got a lot to work with. Well, especially when Alton Tate left this game. Yeah. Are we saying that AJ Green comes back at any point this year, or is AJ Green going to sort of hold out for the rest of the year? Why, he, why would he? I, this is the thing. It's, why would he return? I sort of picked him up in fantasy, and then I dropped him immediately, because I'm like, nah, actually, no. There is no chance that AJ Green is going to try and catch a pass from Ryan Finley when he can just sit there and, and come back next year. Yeah. Or maybe even on in a, a better outcome. On a different team. Go to a different team. Literally 31 other teams, I think, would benefit from having AJ Green there, at least in some form. And Maybe. 31 other teams would have a better shot of winning the fucking Super Bowl. He'd make a damn fine wide receiver 1, 2 and 3 in Pittsburgh. Because <laughs> all of them are injured now. Uh, Raiders C, Bengals D+. Plus. Seventeen Bears seven. He gave the Bears a D and the Rams a B minus. I went C minus for Bears, and B minus for the Rams. B minus for the Rams. Get the positives out of the way. We had seventy four plays for the Rams fifty two. We only gave up two penalties. We had more turnovers. We held them for three point two yards per rush, and we held Goff to his lowest completion rating and yardage. I'm still lost. Yeah. I read the article. Yeah. He was like, oh, because so the only chance of the playoffs is now gone. And it's, it's a yeah. sad thing to see. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. NFC is a stacked conference right now anyway. I think that the Bears' shots, they it rested on whether or not they could beat the Rams. And this, if you were in the AFC, you probably could have still been in with a shot. In the NFC, there's no chance. The Vikings, Packers, and then Seahawks and Niners, the wild cards are taken up. The divisions were already taken up. The the sort of issue that Trubisky had this game was that he didn't throw the ball away in certain situations and ended up getting hurt as a result of it. Because there was a time where he, he scrambled out of the pocket and where he could have thrown it away and it wouldn't have been grounded. 
because he's out of the tackle box. He yeah. then ran into defenders, and it was just like, "Come on, Mitch!" Yeah, I mean, the yeah. touchdown to Cowan was a good was a good throw, and it was a really nice bit of footwork from Cowan to actually get in. It was. It wasn't a great play call. No, no. It wasn't. <laughs> like I'm looking at that bit as often. Do you think that aside from like little bubble screens and players behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Do you think that Mitch Trubisky has hit his first read in any play? I think he might have done in sort of week one, but as his confidence is waning very quickly, I think that he's now started to have to look for second and third and fourth reads. To be honest, at this point, with the with the Bears' offense, I'd say like blow it up and start again and just build around Cohen, Montgomery, and Robinson because the majority of the players now on fit for purpose as as we've seen. I don't think. I mean, Trey I Burton's think... a forgotten man. Oh, sorry, Trey Burton as well. We, Trey we... Burton's been shocking this season. Yeah, he's got potential to continue to be good, though, after this year. Chargers 17, Chiefs 24. I guess the Chargers a B- and the Chiefs a B. Oh, Phil Rivers again. He's reading pressure about as poorly as Sam Darnold is, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for a veteran quarterback, reading plays is the thing that you should be good at in your physical regression. He seems to have mentally regressed somehow. Maybe we're not seeing the same Phil Rivers, because I, I agree with his, his his arm talent is definitely diminishing. He's not had a good game. This no. is this is his worst stretch, potentially, of his career. Yeah. I mean, his defence tried their actual best to help him out here as well. There were, there were a lot of good plays by the defence mm-hmm. on a sort of not quite as impressive Chiefs offence. It was a bit of a weird game where the Chargers could have absolutely won it. Phil yeah. Rivers was the guy that held them back. I Empty thought. red zone possessions, bad special teams. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those games, really. The fact that it was a home game for neither team really showed. Yeah. In addition to this vanity project, Tom and I have also started on sort of vanity projects of our own. We'll be writing essays slash articles. To be honest with you, you're like publishing um, articles about extra things that you want to talk more about that we can't really just talk focus solely on in the pod as yeah. much as you'd like. I think that they will be interesting. Do you want to call them and... like articles or do you want to call them blog? Posts? I think that blog posts. I like essays. I think we're going to have. Oh, okay. So Ed... oh, okay. So Ed, Ed's, po- Ed's posting think... like scriptures. Yeah, I think this is the thing. Like this may be my magnum opus. So Ed. <laughs> Every time that Ed makes one of these, it's called an essay. Every time that you make one of them, it's an article, I'm going to presume, because you don't care as much as Ed about making it into a magnum opus, Charlie Brooker-esque <laughs> anthology. I don't know if I'm even going to do it. I don't honest. think she will. Okay. And <laughs> I'm go- enough to be doing. And I'm going to be doing uh, blog posts. Yeah. We do need to go watch some football. <laughs> football. Sunday, Sunday. Seven hours of continuous football. With John Maiden. Oh, Groovy. Let's and forever to play it in. <laughs> the football is officially going on forever. Alright, should we uh, should we do predictions and get the hell out of Dodge because it's been a long episode? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Sam, Tom, and my brother all time eight right six wrong. Then Ed got nine right five wrong, and I got ten right four wrong. And I'm sorry to say that the reason that I won is because I thought the Browns would win. Only because they seem very aggressive, contritional. Weirdly, the storyline wasn't about Mason versus Baker, though, really. No. It was about Mason versus Mason's helmet. Yeah, basically. (laughs) 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 I think we've just named the episode. So, upcoming games. First up is Texans Colts. 
I don't think that the Colts are going to activate T.Y. and I'm going to say that the Texans win. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Colts. Okay. Browns, Dolphins. Ha! <laughs> Dolphins, bitches. What are you thinking, Emma? Browns. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the Browns in all their sort of cheating glory. <laughs> it is important to remember that Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Garrett, the only two members of that Browns D-line that are any are worth a damn about suspended for this game. What, be, what I would say is it doesn't matter how many... That's true, actually. Does it, doesn't matter how many dolphins you injure, the team doesn't get weaker. Yeah, that is true. Like... Actually, they're just sort of a consistent <laughs> line of just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Redskins, Lions. Uh, Lions. Lions. Jets, Raiders. I'm going Jets. Oh. Ooh. Shot across the bow from Emma Hebra. I'm going Raiders. Jets are on a hot streak, but John Gruden's my coach of the year. I'm gonna. Is it? Is it in the Coliseum or is it at MetLife? Raiders famous. They don't travel well, Tom. They don't, especially not across <laughs> the entire country. I'm gonna go New York Jets. Okay, I'm gonna pick the Raiders. And so. I, this is this is a win-win for me. Because <laughs> you guys have both just convinced each other to pick the worst team. <laughs> no, to be fair, I. I was eyeing it up as a as a potential. There's Giants. Someone else, yeah. Someone else go first. Ed, go first. Yeah, I think I'll pick Bears. We're at home. Bears. This is John. True. Tie. No. Bears. <laughs> yes. Fuck it. Tie. Fuck it. Tie. <laughs> I'll go for it. Saints. Panthers. Saints. Saints. Eagles. Seahawks. 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 Yeah. Yes. Take a dip in the bird bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep tracks on how many bird bowls and how many tank bowls have been every year. So can we, we also can, have we can, horse bowls. We can actually yeah. name them. Uh, Falcons, Bucks. What an awful tie to pick between. I'm picking the Falcons on this one. <laughs> I'm also going to pick the Falcons. Bucks. Okay. You do it. Do yeah, it. you 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 go for that win. Bills, Broncos. <laughs> Broncos. Really? Yeah. Wait, it's in Buffalo. Yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, this is. Do you reckon that there's potential for some snowy conditions? Because <laughs> if there's oh. gonna be a snow game, it's gonna be Broncos at Bills, twenty like twenty eighth of November or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna lock up the Bills. Fuck it. We're going Bills. Broncos. Okay. okay. This is my upset watch. Okay. Senses are tingling on this one. Yeah. Bengals Steelers. I hate the fact that because of the amount of copious injuries that we have, the Bengals are a competitive team in this tie. The state of Ohio has worked entirely against me, and I hate it. Well, good luck to Craig Smith. But I'm going. I'm going Steelers. Okay. I think that the I think that the Steelers' defense will have a field day here. Yes. So it's Brian Finley. That's true. Fuck it, Steelers. Yeah, I'm doing Steelers. Next one, Titans Jags. Please say that this is only on the Sunday one o'clock game, so I can ignore it. Uh, no, it's a nine o'clock game. No, yeah. they flexed so it. So this is the Sunday night football game. <sighs> Jags. No Titans. Why? Why? Why do we have to subject ourselves to this? Why? Why? Why are Fox so? I'm just gonna add the sky blue versus teal. <laughs> <laughs> Nick falls over Ryan Tannehill. I'm going for it, Jags. It has I'm to be the Titans. Uh, Patriots, Cowboys. Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. In New England. Yeah. Patriots. 
Bo Belichick is going to be the master of not even doing anything, just sort of like when teams do really bad in, in pressure situations and you can't handle it. Bill Belichick is, is going to be able to basically breathe in the general direction of these Cowboys and they're going to trip over themselves. 49ers, Packers. 49ers. I, I, think they should, I think they will expose the Packers. Yeah, 49ers. Is it in the Bay Area or is it in Green Bay? The 49ers. Okay. Levi Stadium. The, the Bay Bowl. You don't have to play well to beat the Packers. I mean, the Chargers did it two weeks ago. You do have to play well to beat the Packers. The Chargers played out of their skin to beat the Packers. That is true, actually. That game was one of the few games that Phil Rivers hasn't looked like the aging dad. Offensively and defensively strong. No, they're not. The Packers are a bad defense with two good pass rushes. That's all. I'm going 49ers. 49ers. Packers. <laughs> Final game Rams Ravens. Oh, that's a tasty affair. Well, Lamar Jackson is going to absolutely cream the living shit out of some Rams. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it dies at this point. Made the lightest bit of difference. Ravens. Big win. Do we have time for a question? Yes, we have time for many questions. Well, so many questions, not enough answers with Tom Chappell. Who is your LVP? The least valuable player in the NFL. Yeah, if you could, if you could think of one player who has been so underwhelmingly shit that they are detrimental to their team. Well, from my own team, it's Xavier Rhodes. But is he th- is he the LVP of the entire NFL? No, we're not allowed to use injured players, by the way, because injuries are unfortunate. Just so, like, worst. we can't use AJ Green, for example, on his massive contract, but detrimental as fuck. See, it's hard to say because there's players like Baker or like Todd Gurley who not lived up to the expectation. Ryan Switzer, LVP. Yeah. This is a guy who's literally only in the team for special teams reasons. Because of his alleged punt returning and kick returning capability. And I'm pretty sure that he averages less yardage than every other punt returner on average. And kick returner that's a consistent one. I reckon that the reason why he's been shut down on IR is because the coaches got sick of him being that shit. as As a wide receiver as well, he kept Eli Rogers out of the team. Eli Rogers got cut. And now we desperately need a player like Eli Rogers, who is an actual wide receiver. Yeah, is he in the Colts now, Eli Rogers? Uh, I think he actually was so niche. Really? Because I don't think that you can pick another player who has single-handedly ruined their team. team. No, no. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Adam Vinatieri as well, I'd, I'd, I hate to call it, but he's basically killed like five Colts wins this season yeah. because of his shit kicking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say um, Broncos left tackle Garrett Bowles. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good shout. Yeah. I like that. I say Jared Goff for a similar thing. He's probably still back. Yeah, they, they've won in spite. Like we have, it has to be a Bengal because true because there's no teams have still managed to win in spite of that. Whereas the LVP has to drag everyone down. Joe Mixon. The Bengals like expectation a one out of ten, but you can't drag anyone down very far. Whereas last year. Well, the Bears were a 12-4 playoff team. Look at us now. Well, if it's, yeah, but Trubisky was never the solution. I mean, if it's, if it's expectation versus reality, it's Todd Gurley. Yeah. Like, might not be the solution, but last year he wasn't this one. No. Or Le'Veon Bell, actually. 
Le'Veon Bell's been for expectation versus performance. Shall we all give a short list of three names each for LVP? So you're saying Mitch. Have you got any others? Mitch, Todd Gurley, yeah. Garagos. Okay. Ed? Gurley, Bowles. Yeah, maybe Vinatieri. Yeah. Uh, Mixon, Vinatieri, and um, Ryan Switzer. 